Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Jack and Joe Show. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin-Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness. Welcome to another episode of the Jack and Joe Show with me, Jack Eskin-Taylor. Me, Joe McCarthy. Today we're here with someone who's got their own accountancy business and they've also got their own property investing company as well. Welcome, Ben Thexton. Hi. How are you, Ben? I'm fine. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, I think me and Joe just wanted to to basically go into your journey and just go as far back as possible into to where it all started, really, didn't we, Joe? Yeah, I suppose just give us a run through of maybe um, where you got started uh, in accountancy and not just accountancy, but property as well. Um, if you want to give us a bit of a background history on yourself. Yeah, well, I, um, I've always been in, in construction, always been involved in construction from, from about the age of 15 and 16. Um, my dad owned a building company so I would always work for him in the summer or when I was at university yeah. so I was always helping on site and I was always helping in the office like doing the books and stuff like that so okay. when I finished university I actually qualified as a teacher uh, in, in accounts nice. and I sort of got to a crossroads where I was either going to stay uh, being a teacher or uh, go back you know go into industry yeah. And I decided then to to work for my uh, dad's company, and from there, really, I just just started start picking things up, you know, mm. with accounts and and how to do bookkeeping, and especially in construction and the way things work, because there's quite um complex taxes with with within the construction industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, I took on the chartered accountancy qualification. And I think it took me about three years. To, to become fully qualified and yeah I um, I qualified I think two years ago um, and then I took a break actually out of construction for, for a year and uh, I got back into it um, about 18 months ago and yeah I've not looked back since and yeah so at the moment I'm a, I work as a financial director for a, a group of uh, construction companies yeah. And um, I've recently set up my own uh, accountancy practice as well. Very good. Yes. Um, with regards to property, uh, that was set up last year with with uh, the, the people I work with now. So there's there's four of us in total. Yeah. Um, we're all equal shareholders, and we, uh, we we set this property company up with with a view to taking on, uh, properties for a residual income. So yeah. the plan was to take on maybe four or five a year. Okay. Um. 
and earn a, a passive, like passive, passive cash flow. Yeah, so it was the idea is to is to take on four or five, earn a passive income, um, for for maybe four or five years until we get to a point, and then each earn you know a passive income from it. So yeah. we don't see it as a full time job. Mm. We see it as something that can be done on the side yeah. as as a sort of a pension for, mm. for us all. Yeah. Uh, when we reach re- retirement age, and that's the beauty about property. There's there's lots of different ways to make money, whether it's for a full time job, yeah. or or you know, or whether you want to do it as an investment, and yeah, or yeah. both. You know, you you can do yeah. it for both as well. Like obviously with 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 uh, you guys, with your property sourcing, you know, you're you're coming at it from a different angle. Yeah. Um, and you're doing that, and obviously wanting to get into property as well. So. I think it just with construction and 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 property, they sort of like go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then obviously with me with my accounting background, it's just mm. like, you know, it it just it just yeah, fits quite yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm able to offer my expertise in 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 that respect. Excellent. Not only just like the 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 logistics of of running a a company, accounts. Um, yeah. Also, you know how how to effectively run a construction property company as well yeah so nice. yeah um Good. so we've i think we've taken on four in the year that it's been on um and yeah so we're earning a, a passive income from it we are looking at sort of bigger developments at the moment yeah um the issue we're having is the time mm. you know it's when, like i said before we're doing it on the side it's finding the time to be able to physically find the correct properties yeah. because you know yourself you know you're looking at 50 60 70 properties maybe you need to pick one or yeah, two yeah, yeah. and by the so, time by the time they're on the market yeah 20 other people are looking at them exactly as well. yeah. yeah there's there's 20 of of us yeah there's 20 companies like us looking at exactly the same mm. yeah. deal so you've got to be in there quick but if you're doing it on the side which is what we're doing and probably what a lot of other people are doing as well yeah it's you end up with not the best deal. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. why people like, you know, you two are, are important for the market because yeah, you're able to f- get the right deal for for the investors. Yeah. And yeah. Off, the, off the market. Yeah. That's what you want, isn't it? That's yeah, what you need, basically. Yeah. 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 You bring us into your uh, your first deal then in property. Um, well, the first deal it, it was um it was actually a personal one. So, what what got me into it into property is, we me and my my wife now we we bought a house back in 2011 and it was uh, something that we saw as a project so the day we bought it i said we're never going to stay here yeah this is going to be a project for us like a springboard for us to move yeah. on to something else yeah it's good that you always knew that yeah, that, that we was always the plan, knew, like, yeah. yeah yeah so when we when we did the refurb on it it was with a view that we were going to move so we made everything quite neutral because okay. um, obviously the way you decorate things is to, to your taste so yeah. if you keep things quite neutral it opens then it, up. it opens it up to to different to different people. Yeah. Um. So we did, and we lived there for about I think it was five or six years. Um. There was quite a bit of equity in it, and we did a let to buy. So we we took out a, a buy to let mortgage on that property. Yeah. Uh, released equity, and then we bought a second house. But this was when the three percent um surcharge came in with stamp duty. So right. we we were umming and ah in, but then realised that the profit that we'd make in rent on the first house yeah. would eventually pay back the extra on the stamp duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. if we'd have just sold it, we'd have pocketed the 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 cash, put yeah. it into the the house we were moving into 
and we would be better off initially. But you've got to think things always Long 20 term. years ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't always think for now. You have to think 20 years, especially in property. Yeah. You've got to think of the bigger picture. And that's yeah. what we did. So that was the first deal. Yeah. And then when we were in the property company, um, which, which I said before, um, our first deal, we actually bought, I think it was two. No, we bought three in, in one go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was three, three uh, family homes. Okay. Uh, one was a t- terraced. Uh, they were all terraced, actually. Yeah. All three-bed terraces. And all needed work doing to them. And the idea was to buy them with a, um, a private investor. Yeah. Um, and then when they got to a stage where they were ready to be let, we, we took a mortgage out on all three. Nice. Um, and that's what we did. Nice. The issue we've had is, and this, this, this is one thing which, um, which I'm, I'm sure other people have as well, is the what you think it's worth and what a bank think it's worth is mm-hmm. two separate things. Yeah. You've always got to be really conservative, and we weren't. Okay. And the other thing was the loan to value. You're expecting we were expecting eighty yeah. percent. We only actually got seventy five. Okay. So by the time we got to the end of the deal, uh, we were asset rich, but we were cash poor because mm. of it. And that's just because someone decided that it wasn't worth what we. Yeah, yeah. thought it was worth mm. and we went off you know recent house sales and everything and yeah. it was pitched at the correct level but they undervalued it by who 10 or 15 who was 000. it who was the lender uh, Kent Alliance was it yeah yeah so what was what did you think it was going to get valued at and then what, what did it so one so I'll give you an example of one it was it was um we we thought it'd be worth 115,000 yeah and we wanted an 80 percent loan to value on it so with that, we were expecting uh, about ninety two thousand uh, back out, back out, yeah. yeah, to pay off, uh, to pay off the private investor. Yeah, it, they actually only valued it at one hundred and five thousand, seventy five percent loan to value. So we only got seventy eight. That's a big drop. 000, right? Yeah, yeah, seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. So. Had the money tied into it, so. Um, yeah, it. yeah, basically. So there's like a thirteen thousand swing on that particular deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you look at our accounts, we're We've got a lot of equity in the property, yeah. but we just don't have the cash. So what happens then is you, you get to a, a stop because you can't take the money out unless you sell it. Because yeah. you've got to buy to let. You Obviously, yeah. you're tied in for the the fixed term yeah. and you, until until the, the charges become nothing. Yeah. Is that what so, you said before? Did you say asset rich? Um, asset rich, yeah. Yeah, okay. So okay. In, terms of, in terms of our end position, yeah. if, if you look at our balance sheet on, on the company... Um, it'd be no different whether we had it in cash or whether we had it in equity. Yeah. Um, but when you actually look at our bank balance and what we got out the deal in cash, yeah, yeah, we got less cash, more equity. We yeah. wanted more cash and less equity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's always the way you want to get as much cash out as you can. Yeah. To move on to the next deal, otherwise okay. you're having to put more cash in yourself, which you don't really want yeah, yeah. to do. Sound. And what what sort of money were you spending on the refurbs on them? Um, we budgeted. Uh, ten thousand for each property. Yeah. So, we, we did the kitchen, we did the bathroom, partial rewire, partial, um, mechanical. Yeah. Um, the boiler we we, repaired and obviously had a gas safe registered, yeah. um, plastering work, painting, yeah, bit of joinery, yeah. um, and then the decoration we just kept quite neutral. But we invested quite heavily in the kitchen and bathroom because mm-hmm. they're the items which I think people. They go for like because yeah. yeah. like living rooms they're empty spaces and people mm. fill it with 
you know, sofas and, and, and all the personal yeah, yeah, items, yeah. but yeah. the bathroom and the kitchen, once you've done it, there yeah. isn't much you can do. Mm. So yeah. we, 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 we spent a lot of money and we, we thought quite a bit of how we'd design the bathroom and the kitchen. Yeah. And we actually, the, 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 the good thing is because we bought three, we did the same kitchen and bathroom in all three. Did you? Yeah. yeah, so all the materials which we had left over, we moved on to the second house, okay. and then all the materials nice. in the second, we moved on to the third. Nice. nice. So nice. we didn't yeah. have any wastage, um, which is another good thing about yeah, buying yeah. multiple And what uh, way did properties. you go with the properties then? Did you do a single let on them? Was it all, with all three of them single lets, or were they like mini HMOs? Or? No, we, they're all single lets. So single lets, okay. we, we, we pinpointed areas where the schools were, were, were decent. Yeah, nice. And... We picked families, nice. so we, we um, that, that, that was sort of the market we were going for. Okay. And touch wood, they've both or all tenants have been in for over a year and there's they've stayed on and they've yeah. got no intention of, of that's leaving. Good, so, yeah. so, what's the benefit of looking for like a family tenant because they're going to want to make the place their home and it is yeah. essentially their home, so um, they want a long term kind of it depends because. Thing you know at the end of the day that this house is your asset yeah so whoever you put in there you've got to trust them to to look after it for you because, it, because it's yeah. your property yeah. Yeah. and you, i know you pay a letting agent to to look after it did for you, you use an agent we have on two of them on one um we we haven't mm-hmm. um and that was because and actually it happened on the second one as well as they were being refurbished um people walked past and said Nice. Yeah, yeah. We, we want to move in. So <laughs> it, literally within it, the second it was ready, we were able to. Sweet. We were able to line up um, a tenant, but nice. just because we we picked the right, you pick the right area, mm. and you, you get you, you get your, your customer right. You know who who you're visioning is going to live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't want we want people that are going to stay there for a long time. We don't want a, a massive turnover because yeah. someone moves after six months, you've got a you know, touch up the house. Yeah. You've got to wait maybe a month or two until it gets relet again. Yeah. And then obviously you've got to pay additional fees for the letting agent to yeah. Yeah. source. You know, to source the new tenant. Source the new tenant. Yeah. If you yeah. want to save the money, you do it yourself. Yeah. But like I said before, if you're doing it on the side, you haven't got the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. So, if you're so you have to pay. If you're working. Yeah. Exactly. So you're paying your ten percent letting agent fee, and then you're paying an additional, um, like three four hundred pound sourcing. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got the inventory on top, and then you've got the inspections as well. So yeah, it slowly good. just eats away at your um at your cash. Yeah, so yeah, it does, it's yeah. uh that's why we go for long term tenants. Yeah. And it's a nice feeling sense. as well, you know. Above all of that, it's nice feeling knowing you know you've got a, a family in there. Yeah, you provide yeah. for a family. you providing for a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know obviously there's it's a business, but yeah, it is a nice feeling because you know you've. Suppose it comes to like because it's a very good quality refurb as well. Yeah, and it's going to attract a better quality tenant, isn't it? Yeah, that's mm. it. You, you don't you don't. One thing we did never wanted to do was to put cheap stuff in. Um, it it's good quality and you know people recognise yeah. that it's it's good quality. Yeah, it's like, is, that, is that saying there buy cheap buy twice? Buy cheap buy twice. We've, yeah. we've, uh, we've lived that. that like, like yeah, even yeah, there with yeah. like setting up SA units like Hoover's. Hoover, well, packing in. We thought we'd save a couple of quid by getting a cheaper Hoover, cheap one, like, and then yeah. you know a few months down the line we yeah. get a we get a phone call from the cleaner saying the Hoover's packed in, <laughs> and buy another one. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah it ends so, up costing you more. And it ends up costing you more, so we're better off. You paid twice going, now, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we're better off going for the good quality yeah. from the get-go. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that was a lesson learned. That's it, yeah. You know, um, so what's your plan so going forward? So you've, you've done the single let, so I know you mentioned you're looking at kind of the, the bigger kind of uh, builds now. Um, can you run us through what uh, what that would look like? Yeah, so obviously we're, we're going to keep running with the, with the single lets yeah. um, going forward. And we, we have looked at the HMO markets as mm-hmm. well, but... Our opinion at the moment is it's a little, maybe a little bit saturated. Um, yeah. That's what we think. Anyway, we think it maybe is a, mm-hmm. a little saturated, especially in the Liverpool area. Yeah. Um, you know, you did mention something about was it portfolios? So if you're buying, you'd be looking for like two or three at a time, or something like that. Yeah, with the single lets because single it just lets. makes it easier uh, yeah. to manage. Because it, oh, sorry, I'm going to go back to single lets again. But if you if you're if you are buying a single let to refurbish, then Generally, you're going to get individual tradesmen in to do the work mm. rather than just one building company to do everything for you. Yeah. I mean, we'll touch on this maybe later about uh, when you're setting it, these types of things up. If you've got three on the go, mm. then it's much easier to engage with a tradesman and say, I've got three. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll get economies of scale because yeah. it might be a bit cheaper. You can also probably afford for somebody to be on there full time on all mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Mm. Um, sort of like a, a multi-skilled tradesman that mm. can do all the little bits and pieces because if you're going to charge a, a joiner to come out to fix something, mm. they're going to charge you a, like a call-out fee. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a multi-skilled tradesman working across all three, yeah. it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, you might think it's not, but paying them five, £600 a week to manage all three for yeah. you know, a four-month period, mm. we think is cheaper than engage with individual people all the time, all the time to yeah. come out for bits and pieces which invariably will happen yeah. as you get towards the end because yeah. there'll be bits and pieces you miss yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's how we keep the cost down and it, yeah. it works for us it might not be for everybody but yeah. that that's that's how it's worked for us and we think it's a it's a good thing and you've got all three going you've got no waste yeah you can you can move between yeah. the different properties yeah, yeah. it's yeah. uh it seems to work Nice. So it's, it's just finding three good properties yeah. in in close enough area that mm. you can manage all three. We're going to keep doing that model, and that, we're going to try plan, and keep yeah. doing that model. But um, we've slowed a little bit, and it's just like I said, it's finding the time. Mm. So that's why people like yourselves are important because we can yeah. build in. You know, if you can build in the, the cost of somebody sourcing a property for you into into your appraisal of the property, yeah, and yeah. it still works, it still stacks up, then it's fine. Yeah, 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 because. You've got to think of the opportunity cost. You know, me not doing it. It means that we're not we're not building it or people in the company. But if we're not looking at properties, yeah. then we're missing out. Yeah. Because obviously this is long term. Mm. A lot. So the sooner you can get them and start collecting rent, the better it is for in the future. Mm. If you leave yeah. it two or three years, you've lost three years worth of income. Yeah. Mm. So it might be worth thinking. Well, if it's going to cost us X amount for a property source, you do it now. Mm-hmm. We'll get a property, and by the time we'd have found the time in three years' time, yeah, it's it love it's it's well worth doing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um. So in terms of not single lets, so we are looking at larger developments. Um, which are, you know, old buildings being refurbished into flats or even new build yeah. stuff. Um. But it's a completely different vehicle. So with that, you would probably go down the the joint venture route because mm. you need quite a lot of capital, mm-hmm. which which we don't have. Um, so with with regards to that, a, a separate company's set up for that, mm-hmm. and you engage with a, a joint venture partner, and 
you you do the deal based on what you think it's going to be in terms of bill cost, purchase yeah. price, and you work out all the the interest charges and ultimately the sales price. Yeah. Um. So we're looking at that as well because that that's funnily enough is is a lot of work, but it, it at the front end it is, mm. but you would get a, a, a contractor in to do that mm. job for you, and you're the client. Yeah. So you're in charge of obviously the pair string, mm -hmm. pair string, sorry. Um, so you can manage that from at arm's length. Whereas yeah. when you're doing single lets, you're in, you're in, you're in it all the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are looking at that as well, but they're hot, obviously a lot harder to find. Yeah. Cause you've got to make them work. Cause on a joint venture deal, you, you know, you're losing at least 50% of your profits at the back yeah. end. Yeah. So it's got yeah. to work. It's got to work for them. It's got to work for you as well. Yeah. Any tips for, Let's say if we were doing a joint venture with somebody and we had potentially a private investor or, or a contractor that we were potentially JVing with, have you got any tips on how to structure and set up companies? Is there any mistakes that you see that people com commonly make? Or not really. Um, when you when you set the company up, it's 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 pretty straightforward to yeah. do. Um, I think the, the tip is to you've got to pitch yourself right, and you you tend to get one shot with them. Yeah. To you know to be able to do a deal with them mm -hmm. so you you know you have to you have to pitch it right to them and often you have to sort of you know you have meetings and you 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 present why you're qualified to to jv with yeah, yeah. With, with the with the with the funder yeah you've got to prove to them why you can do it so the tip would always be look at yourself and think am i capable of delivering this project yeah and could i demonstrate that to the person who's going to lend us the money to do it yeah, that's so like it's like we always see and always hear about you know developing that power team, having that experience behind, mm -hmm. you know, like likes of yourself now say for the accountancy side of things. Yeah, and then you could have like you know and build, yeah, and uh, trades that kind of thing. But having that power team, we've always heard that that's a good thing to. Yeah, so I know, presented. I know, like I mean, I've never been on a a property seminar or anything like that, but I know people who have been on them, mm -hmm. and I have heard this mentioned before, yeah. and it's and it's true. If if you're going to get into anything in business you need the right people around you because yeah. you can't do everything and you don't know everything yeah. as much as you know you might think you do you know you you're good at certain things and the bits that you're not good at you need to outsource yeah and that's where the team comes in if you're going to get into property then you need an accountant a solicitor a broker a funder builders yeah there's a lot of moving parts yeah there's there's a lot and, and when you get into it the first time you probably trial and error different ones ones that fit fit what you you know what you want what your model yeah. is mm. yeah. so yeah it's about getting the right team um 100 percent. you've got to have the correct team in place mm. because you you physically can't do it without with all the moving parts yeah, you, yeah. Need, you need them all to be working in order for it to work if you've got a solicitor that is is taking too long the deal can fall through and mm. you can lose your cash if you've got a broker that can't broker your deal then it won't get off the ground yeah if you haven't got the right building uh team of, of different people or you have and they charge you too much your refurb costs are higher than what you've expected yeah so you know the, the, all these things are important you only learn though from from doing, doing it, it yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. so always well, i think i think like the, the main thing would be to keep it simple for your first one yeah or two keep it really simple and build from there because obviously it's quite exciting getting into property for the first time and you, you hear all the success stories and you think, oh, I can do that. 
But when you actually get into it, things go wrong, and they will go wrong. Yeah. But when you do it on a smaller scale, you can sort of refine it, and mm. you think, oh, that didn't work. We'll do it this this way this time. Yeah, yeah. If you're just doing a single let, it's easier to manage. Straightforward. If you're yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and do a HMO or something, you know, straight seven, away. Seven bed. Yeah. <laughs> if and if something goes wrong, it's gonna go wrong with more zeros on yeah. the end. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's best to keep it simple because it doesn't matter how much you think you're in control, something will go wrong. Yeah. Better to yeah. fail at a smaller scale than a bigger scale. Yeah. yeah, and you will go through different people, you know, as you work out who's good, who's not so good, or, you know, who you get on with or who, who fits your model. Yeah. So it's better when you when you keep it simple first. Yeah. You can work that out a lot easier than if you're doing, or you're stretching yourself too thin on a, on a bigger project. Yeah, definitely. So that, that's, that, would be, that would be my advice with it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So in the in your accountancy business now, what, yeah. What type of clients have you got at the moment, and what type of people are you taking on? Um. So my niche with with my accountancy business is construction and, and property companies. Yeah. Um. Just because, I'm I'm, I'm in those industries already, so yeah. I'm able to advise people. It's not just about, seeing your accountant once a year and, them doing your books and then, not seeing That's them it, again another yeah, yeah. year. I'm trying to. I'm trying to come across as somebody that that I, that I work with the clients. I don't work for them. Yeah. So I don't take loads and loads and loads of clients on. I have a particular, like I said, a particular niche of client that I uh, engage with, and yeah, I'm I'm there for them, and I think that works. Yeah. You know, I could develop a good professional relationship with them, yeah. and a lot of my businesses through word of mouth, just just on the back of that. Yeah. And yeah, I think it. I think it just works because, I I can empathize with them and I understand, yeah, exactly, what what they'll be going through different stages of the business. I've seen, you know, the potential pitfalls in the past. Mm-hmm. I know potentially how you could grow. Yeah, you know this this type of thing, which yeah. is which has probably got nothing to do with actually doing your accounts. It's just, it's just advice for yeah, you. Yeah, it's good advice. Yeah, isn't so it? Yeah. when when I take a client on, it's not just they're not just paying for, for the for the. The logistics of putting your books in and yeah. doing your VAT returns and stuff—it's—it's yeah. it's all the other stuff as well. That's where the value is. Yeah, you know. So if there was anyone listening now, if they were based somewhere else in the UK or if they were based overseas, could they still get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of the, you know, um, obviously if they're local, then it's I can I can physically see them, and some yeah. people like that yeah. physical contact. But a lot of the a lot of business now, it's all done remote and on the cloud and. Yeah. The softwares I've got are all cloud based anyway, regardless of whether you, you live next door or you live in another country. Yeah. So it can all be done remote, it can all be done on the phone, Zoom calls, Skype or anything like that, yeah. if they physically want to see you. Um and the advice is the same. Yeah. It's the same whether whether I was sat next to you or whether I was on the phone. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have clients around the country, nice. not just not just locally in the northwest. Yeah. Um so yeah. <clears throat> it um yeah. Okay. So, what's the company called for anyone listening? Thexton and Co. Accountants is is the company. Okay. Is what the company's called, and the website's www.tacaccountants.com. Okay. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Yeah. Uh, Thexton Accountants or Thexton yeah. and Co. Accountants. So, yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch and just have a, a chat or anything like that, Sound. then yeah, no problem at all. Sound. Excellent. That's great. Right. Okay, that's been great. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. No problem. Cheers. Cheers. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin-Taylor and Joe McCarthy.
sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness.